Hi. Oh, hey, y'all. Hi. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, welcome to Just Gaming Things Podcast, where we bring you an all-queer perspective on video games, gaming news, nerdy stuff, and every Saturday live on Twitch.tv slash Just Gaming Things at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and usually the next day on YouTube and your favorite podcast services. And I am Jam, and with me, I have Ruby. Say oh, hello. Hi, it's me. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing well. So exciting to have you back, Jam. Yeah. We missed you. We missed you. <laughs> and we also have Spin. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And we have a special guest, Lotus Love. Hi. Happy to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Uh, Do you mind introducing yourself for anyone who may be clowning around and they don't know who you are? Sorry. I've been missing dropping. (laughs) Honestly, my fault. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 you're all good. Uh, I'm Lotus Loves Lotus. Just Lotus is fine. Uh, love some indie games. Maybe a little bit of recommendations here and there. Because I do adore them. Love some horror games. Love a little bit of fashion. And love being a lesbian, of course. And that's it for me. Lesbian rights. Hello. rights. <laughs> I love that. That's like one of my favorite videos of all time. I just love it so much. <laughs> My favorite is the the Billy on the street. The let's go lesbians, let's go. Yes. I think about it constantly. <laughs> I love that one so much. That is a good one. <laughs> Icon shit. Icon shit. We're clearly on our clown shit. That's our uh, new unofficial uh, first segment of every episode. Uh, just just clown shit. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it's what we do. If we weren't clowning. Is it just gaming things? Yeah. Honestly, at this point, y'all should Never. be used to it. Y'all should be used to it. Uh, but yeah, you can just like look us up on every like podcast platform. Turns out we've been on Apple Podcasts this whole time, but I we just it just didn't show up on our distributor. But we were there, <laughs> so yay! We're like on Apple Podcasts. We're on the Google. We're on spotify all of the wonderful places so just look up just gaming things over there and follow us subscribe to us live leave us reviews all that fun stuff and uh yeah yeah. we're gonna talk about some gaming things aren't we we sure are we sure are yes so uh, there was um a sony state of play this week playstation said hi hi clowns we have some ratchet and clank tea for you mm. so they literally had like a was it like 15 minutes to 20 minutes or something of ratchet and clank footage like they went all in and they said like oh we're gonna have a couple of uh, indie things that we're going to spotlight. And when they said a couple, they meant a couple because it was literally like two quick tidbits in the beginning of the stream and then they were like, "Well, anyway, here's the here's the ratchet and the clank." So uh yeah, what are what are y'all's thoughts on the state of play? Are you excited for Ratchet and Clank? Are you excited about the little indie tidbits that they released one of them being among us going to playstation 4 and 5 with a cute little ratchet and clank skin and hats um so yeah what are what what did y'all think about the state of play 
I wasn't really thinking about Ratchet and Clank that much. I was just, I was kind of going into this like, yeah, Ratchet and Clank looks okay. Like, eh, it's happening. It. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that's happening. But like, this actually made me pretty excited for Ratchet mm. and Clank. <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so pretty. And I, I like the, um, I like the new character, her, Rivet. I want to say. Yeah. 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 She's, she's iconic. I don't know if I would necessarily play it on release, but I would like to play it at some point because it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to the PS5. It has a game now when it <laughs> yeah. previously didn't have any more or less. I mean, it, seems, it seems nice. I, I like Ratchet and Clank a lot as a kid. I think it's a really, really good, like, safe like all ages kind of game that i feel like most people will pick up just because it's fun and uh, it looks cool it's nice to flex their uh load times i think that was actually like it's so obvious but uh, the the monkey part of my brain is still like ooh, it's really fast yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's kind of insane how fast they've gotten consoles to be able to like fly through loading it's just like oh we just transition now loading mm-hmm. what's that and it's like oh right got it got it yeah, the part where they were like, um, where there was like in the cutscene, and then it just went whoop, and then you're playing the game. I, we were all just like, <laughs> technology. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we stand Miss Zircon. She is an icon. I am so excited. She's just like so friendly. She has like a little southern charm to her. I love She's her the southern diner waitress energy, and I love her. <laughs> she's everything i'm already excited for that and that alone but uh yeah um i didn't set up like big expectations for this because they playstation was like y'all don't be clowns don't put your clown makeup on we're not going to talk about final fantasy 16 we're not going to talk about any new games we're not going to talk about anything just literally ratchet and clank and but i just literally was not expecting it to be like two minutes of like slightly mm-hmm. indie content and then just Ratchet and Clank. I feel like they should have just done like I mean I guess the Among Us thing kind of connected with Ratchet and Clank. Uh or like It's so weird though seeing the two games that they have as their indie showcases because they're so big. Like Subnautica is like a huge a lot of people play that game. Like yeah. it's not small at this point. Like they even made a sequel to it that was like a whole like huge ex- like expansion of the world. I feel like at this point you you can't not that it's not that they're not an indie developer, but this game is like so well known at this point, and you're just kind of like still giving more of that. That's what felt a little mm-hmm. weird calling that your indie showcase when there are probably not more deserving, but other indie titles that you could have also put in there just to put two, and then it was mm-hmm. a little weird to me. Yeah, they're in that nebulous, like, double-A space where, like, it's not super indie, but it's certainly not triple-A. And I do like that there's a lot more developers in that space. It's more, like, kind of, like, mid-2000s where, like, anyone could kind of make a game and get on a major platform, which I like. But it was really weird. (laughs) I mean, Among Us may have been made by, like, five people held together with shoestrings or whatever, but it's probably the biggest game right now other than... Maybe maybe like Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. Other than that, I mean, everybody knows her. Um, but I'm sure right. a lot of people were probably excited to see it. It was definitely, yeah, definitely. weird because nothing tied any of the three games together other than the Ratchet and Clank thing. I was like, oh, we're, Subnautica is here now. Okay, that's cool. 
That's right. nice. She's here. What? She's doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was just very like sudden, very jarring. Yeah, it was. It was certainly. A moment. I just feel like they didn't know, like, they didn't just want to be like, oh, we're just talking about Ratchet and Clank, so we're just going to attach, like, two couple things here so that people don't think <laughs> we're just going to talk about it. But it was basically just Ratchet and Clank. I did right. think that the Among Us, like, little update was really cute. I was like, yeah, I don't think anyone is going to go out of their way to be like, I need to repurchase Among Us on a different platform. But for the people who choose to pick Sony as their, like, home for Among Us, I do think it's a nice little touch for them to have, like, a cute little you know, aesthetic um, with Ratchet and Clank, which really does fit with the, like, space theme and stuff like that. So it is yeah. it is very, like, on-brand. And it, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird. And, again, like, hey, hello, who has a PS5 to play this at launch? <laughs> like, I, I love what I'm seeing here, and I'm happy for y'all, but, like... I'm going to play it someday. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be me. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. But we do have a Microsoft story. I feel like we usually go like, hey, here's a Sony thing. Hi, there's Microsoft now. (laughs) I feel like we're always like going back and forth. Microsoft is also here. (laughs) Truly. A new challenger has entered the fray. Oh, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, Koga brought us the story, but could not uh, be on the podcast this week. We miss you, Koga. We miss miss you, Koga. Yeah, um, Jam, since you are also a, Mi- a Microsoft fan, do you want to give us the story? Just say Xbox yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I am. I'm an Xbox gay. Call me what it is. It is what it is, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, so really interesting and good news for developers. Uh, Microsoft is reducing its cut of PC sales to match the Epic Games Store, um, and so... Microsoft will be raising the share of revenue to the developers um, to games sold in the Microsoft PC storefront from 70% to 88%. Um, This increase in revenue is kind of beneficial to developers, but is also kind of a way for Microsoft to entice more developers to put put their games in their storefront instead of just going to Epic, which is kind of great. Uh, What do you guys think? I'm excited about this. This is, this is good. This is, I feel like Microsoft really has been doing the like gamer goodwill thing and like sticking mm-hmm. to it and said, we want, we want to give money to the developers because they are spending a lot of the time. We're, we are just the, the platform to deliver it. Right. So I, I think this is a huge deal, especially because Microsoft is such a huge player in this space that I think kind of gets ignored to some extent because of steam and, and Epic. Um, but they really want that PC gaming market um, bad, like real bad. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think that they're building it. I think it's their personal mission of like building that good, good girl brand. <laughs> they're like, we're developer friendly. We're customer friendly. We're just so friendly. We're so great. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's like kind of the vibe that I get from them. I think, and we, and we literally talk about it to the point where I feel like people are going to start suspecting that we're like sponsored by them or something like that. Cause we're always like, oh my God, X- <laughs> Xbox is so good. But like, if they want to sponsor us, hi, hello, I I mean, Microsoft. Hello. Honestly, please. We're <laughs> like an Xbox <laughs> Series X. Or it would look great. 
and you know, or the I, fridge. I, honestly, I could I I can uh, make some space in my room for an Xbox fridge. I'm just saying. Um, yes, give it to me. Keep my snacks right next to my games. Love that. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But this is uh, one other thing that I forgot to mention is that this also puts them in front of Steam mm-hmm. in terms yes. of Steam's revenue share, right? Because Steam does seventy percent, and and uh, two developers taking a thirty percent cut, and so this puts them even in front of the biggest storefront that's still out there right now. Um, and that was their biggest competitor at the time. So I think that Microsoft is seeing the writing on the wall that people want to leave steam if they can. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 and moving forward. And I hope that, yeah, I hope that they, they keep this up, but also, yes, please send me an Xbox fridge. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Because, um, I mean, like, 10% of this announcement, my excitement from the announcement is, like, I did have an Xbox as a kid, and I like to see the three big players, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, all, like, genuinely in competition with each other, but doing yeah. different things. That's how it's the most interesting. The other 90%, wait, are we allowed to swear? Can yeah. Say about yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love to put on Steam. I hate Steam oh, so yes. much. It's awesome. <laughs> It's it's all convenience at this point. It's yeah. all like the monopoly they had over PC and Microsoft. Um, don't know if y'all knew this. They made this thing called Windows, which um, ninety eight. The number may have I've gone down, but ninety eight percent of gaming PCs run Windows. So like you know, in that era where the Xbox One had just come out and like there was just not too much interesting about it. It's like pulling your hair out, like. Why are you not taking advantage of the fact that you own Windows? So I am very excited to see the squeeze put on Valve by by both Epic and um, Microsoft. Because it it is so weird that Steam is arguably the least uh, profitable for indie developers, but it's still the site best known for them. And like also the one that is easiest for people to publish on. Uh, so yeah. I would like to see Microsoft take them down a notch. I think that would be nice. Yeah, and I like the precedent that this sets for like maybe Steam will reconsider their like stance on how much they take and maybe potentially Apple, which I don't think they will, but you know, it's I think it adds <laughs> more play f- game on applications. Yeah, like they're like mobile and um... <laughs> I have two friends who have Macs and anytime we we talk about wanting a game they're like, No. Oh, oh well. well. You guys this have fun. This is why I'm an Xbox game, because I have a MacBook and I can't play games on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. like over here like looking at Jam with your MacBook. Well, <laughs> I'm going to build a PC when I graduate from graduate school, okay? When I actually have money again. (laughs) I I think xCloud is on iOS, though, so, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it could put it like a a thing where, like, other storefronts may consider, if anything, for the reputation of it all. Because if more people end Mm up going with Epic or with, literally any other storefront because they see that the developers are benefiting from it, then they're going to consider being like, oh, we're losing money here. Uh, and maybe we will we'll be better for to our developers, which always like people always talk about support your developers, support your developers. But we're not talking about like Square Enix. <laughs> we're talking about like the indies that yeah. like re- heavily rely on 
the the support to even be able to continue making games to begin with or to just right. like support their current game like just to update it every once in a while um, they don't have a regular salary from their publisher right They're literally like working at pizza hut and making a game for you in their free time so respect and also money if you have it right literally Truly. yeah that that's all. I I I hope this sets a good standard for like the industry moving forward. Like I don't know. I think the I think it will though. Yeah. I, I think that the thing is is that Microsoft is like as much as like Microsoft did kind of like drop the ball and like utilizing its platform as Windows to like get into the PC gaming market early. Like they've been doing a good job in terms of just like now with one their goodwill campaign that they're going on, but then. Now they they get to push the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, like we saw that you said it was unfair. Okay, let's up this. It's not even a situation of, oh, we did it to get you. Like you said it's unfair. And then they even called it no strings attached, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you don't have to make a certain amount of money to to lower the percentage that we take or anything like that. It's just right out of the gate. We don't take as much as other developers or other publishers or storefronts, which is great. It is really interesting because I feel like uh, just across all platforms, all publishers, consoles, etc., everyone has always been like kind of scummy mm. <laughs> just because that's what happens when you're that big of a company. So it's really like kind of weird and jarring when uh, Microsoft announced that they were, you know, acquiring indie developers like Double Fine Entertainment and stuff. All of us collectively sigh. We're like, okay, great. Here's, you know, just like Activision, just like EA, they're just going to get gobbled up the second that they have like a mandated flop based on what the developer is saying. And then people from all these indie companies, like usually the creative directors are like, oh, no, they just told us to do whatever we want. And then they send us money sometimes. And we're all kind of That's, confused. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? They, <laughs> Microsoft if, really if said. They're pretending to care. They're doing a really good job of pretending. Yeah. <laughs> right well they have the money to throw at them right it's just like they're like we can keep throwing money at you until you can produce something that ends up considering not being a flop and Mm -hmm. it's fine like that's what happens when you have excuse my language fuck you money like Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry i probably shouldn't have said that but no you you should and you can no no it's true it's true it's only one (laughs) f-bomb we're still pg-13 so it's okay (laughs) I I do think that um uh, oh, oh I lost my thought I lost my train of thought oh, oh no um, the train has left the station the train has left the station the train um, is leaving and so am I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I I do think that it's very interesting that they like making these decisions and and it brings always brings me back to an interview that um they did. That Xbox did, where someone was like, "How are y'all making money off of um, of Game Pass? Like, it doesn't seem like you know a very profitable move." And they're like, "They basically said we're Microsoft. We'll be okay." <laughs> Literally, it's the it's the too big to fail thing that you see with like movies now. I mean, I don't know anyone who who thought Justice League was a fabulous piece of cinema, but oh boy, did it make a lot of money! Right, so. Especially yeah. when you have you factor in just the sheer disgusting amounts of money that games like Halo Infinite or Apex Legends or whatever make, it's they're fine. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. That's just fun money. They're like go make your right? go make your fun little 
We'll see if it makes any money. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, if it makes money, great. If not, eh, people enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm still at my condo in Miami, babes. So right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. From Sony to Microsoft to Nintendo, we have to, to talk about the big three. Yeah. We have to. We do it every week. We do it every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, we don't have to spend like too too much time on this, but I did want to throw it in here because hi, hello, Nintendo owns me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Animal Crossing updated. Uh, we have the three events that we had last year around this time were May Day, uh, International Museum Day, which was like two weeks, and wedding season. So those are those are back, but they've added new stuff to them. Um, and I wanted to kind of share my experience with the May Day update, if I can. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to. I'm so sorry. We're out of time. Oh, well. Then I'm listening with bated breath as a disappears. Right. Like, uh, the, like the America's Next Top Model fade out at the end. Like, he just disappears from the picture. Yeah. No. no. I haven't anyway. actually played it yet, so I'm, I'm actually very curious to, to hear your, oh, about okay. your experience. All right. So, it is it is a maze. Um, it's a puzzle. Wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're losing me, I, Nintendo, but it's fine. I didn't actually get to play it last year. There are I did read that there are new rewards from last year to this year. So if you did it last year, like you get something new if you do it again this year, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that they're doing that cuz like I feel like there's a lot of stuff in Animal Crossing like with like fishing tourneys and like bug offs where like it's the same rewards so like there's no real point to doing it if you have all the stuff yeah so i'm I'm encouraged by um them adding new stuff and i hope they add new stuff to um international museum day and the wedding season thing too like and i i did see that um they're adding uh, new uh wedding items in both able sisters and nook shopping for wedding season i'm so excited for those (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I lo- I loved all the wedding stuff last year and I I use like a lot of it just like in my island just like all the time. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what else they do with wedding season. That's like what I'm just like, yes. But for May Day, I did go to the May Day Island. I did attempt the maze. I attempted the maze three times and flopped every time and then looked up the answer. <laughs> I <laughs> yes me honestly <laughs> so yeah that's that's kind of my experience but it was so nice seeing Rover again I was I was just like feeling my my new leaf nostalgia I was just like ah. <laughs> new leaf love that game yeah <laughs> yeah Ruby you haven't played it yet right. I haven't played either? it yet, but I'm very excited because May is my birth month, so I'm excited for there to be another event on my island uh, and celebrate my first ever Animal Crossing birthday, which I've never done because I've never owned an Animal Crossing game before. So I'm very Yay. excited for all my faves to, from all my girlies to come visit me, especially now that, you know, all the flops are out of the way and I have all of the good, <laughs> all of my villagers are, are iconic. So I'm very excited for all of them to like celebrate and throw a little party for me. And then of course the May the May stuff, you know. 
I'm so excited for you because, like, <laughs> you didn't get to do all these events last year, and it's going to be your birthday soon. Right? The, I'm just the little birthday stuff is so cute. It's so precious. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, how are y'all feeling about this update? How's your Animal Crossing I'm, experience been? I'm excited about it. I have not gone and done the maze yet. I need to do it before it goes away. Um, the wedding stuff I am also excited about because I collected all of the wedding stuff last year and will be collecting all of it this year because I need it in my life, even though I'm not getting married. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I love Animal Crossing. It's like it truly was the thing that got me through the pandemic and it has kept me going even now and it's it's amazing and yes. i love all my i love all my villagers so i don't have a switch anymore so i'm very happy for all of you oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no well. it, it was the classic i put animal crossing down and i had other games on the switch and i just never picked it back up again and i was like maybe i shouldn't keep this around someone else could make better use of it it works fine someone buy it pre-owned and it'll be nice but that seems really fun there you go yeah out there monkey island is still floating somewhere <laughs> oh well on to <laughs> more not so great news um there was uh capital the, the wholesome animal crossing I news know. out of the way Right. So right. enough enough wholesome energy. Uh, capitalism. Let's get on our capitalism is the worst uh, moment segment of the show. Um, so Humble Bundle um, announced that in May they are removing the sliders from game bundle store purchases and they're going to be limiting um donation stores charity to 15 percent at most so just as a little background so humble bundle what used to be like this website where uh game devs and publishers would like come together and they would be like oh yeah let's let's put up our games and people can pay however amount they want for this for this like little bundle and people are able to select from these little like um, charts at the bottom, these little sliders and they can select how much money goes to the developers, how much money goes to the like the store, how much money goes to charity. So a lot of people used to just like crank that all the way up for like charity and then like the little bits for like maybe the store or maybe the developers or whatever. Um, And Ever since Humble Bundle got acquired, um, things have been slowly declining. Uh, and I say that as like a Humble Bundle like affiliate partner, whatever they're called. And to the point where now it's like, th- for example, they used to have like a, a monthly Humble Bundle choice thing where they just sent you all the games in there and a percentage of it was going to go to charity. Now they're like, you can choose from these games and only some of them. And we have different tiers now and whatever. So they're basically limiting it so that you can only give 15% of the Humble, the, the bundle sales towards charity. And of course, the internet is not happy. That's not a very humble move of them. Um, and 
Yeah, like, if I'm going to kick off the conversation, I absolutely agree with the general consensus on the internet. Like, capitalism sucks. (laughs) Humble Bundle was one of those, like, little corners of hope on the internet where it's like, oh, like, we can get, you know, a lot of games, usually pretty decent games for, and software and stuff like that, for, like, really good, like, deals and also support charity and also potentially support like maybe like a partner or potentially support you know the developers a little bit more and whatever and now they're like you can give like 15 percent and like it just feels like the premise of humble bundle is just not there anymore because the whole idea of it is like it's a charity thing that you also benefit from it by getting a couple games or software or something but like the main goal was like charity or like helping the developers and doing all of that and now it's kind of like well it's like an afterthought like the charity stuff is like an afterthought now and it's not it's not fun i wanted to kind of bring that up because like we 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 usually have our little conversations about capitalism that are very important to have which is very ironic being a games podcast and talking about capitalism because you know it consumes us and we fall into their traps every once in a while um but yeah what did y'all think about this entire humble bundle fiasco (laughs) mood (laughs) i mean at at 15 like you said at at what point the charity starts to feel like more of a side thing not even that at 15 percent, this is like a tax write-off i don't even understand how i am supposed to care and also not only did the sliders allow you to give more or less to charity, it allowed you to give more or less to the publishers and to uh, whichever humble partner you were using the site through. So it's just completely all options removed. If the charity cap is at 15%, I wonder if they're kind of talking about what we were talking about with Microsoft earlier. I wonder if their developer share will go down on average because while a lot of people did you know, just max it out to charity. I felt like there was, from everyone that I knew, there was usually a pretty even balance between trying to go to charity and developer because obviously you have to sign up to be on Humble. So people were just happy that the developers were being that nice. Um, I mean, it's just bad news bears all over, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now it kind of feels like, what's the point? Because like... If you if you want to support a charity, like it'd be better to just donate to the charity directly mm. at this point, because like especially for like a lot of indie games and like a lot of stuff that you can find on Humble Bundle, like you aren't spending a whole lot of money. That fifteen percent looks even smaller. So like at at this point, it's it's like if you just if you want to support a charity, just donate directly to the charity. Like it's like it's it's no yeah. there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the yeah, at this point just donate it yourself. Like mm-hmm. yeah, the whole point was that like, oh, you know, I I get this thing and then I get to give a little bit more money to the developer and to charity and then to whoever the if you bought it through a humble partner code, you got to give some to to someone else that you supported. And with that, you know, I think Lotus kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like how much of that percentage to the developer and to your partners is changing as well because like reducing the charity cap seems like the weirdest thing to do. If anything, that would be the one you would leave the same because that's the one that as a, 
if we want if capitalism was working you could use that as a tax write-off better so like you're just trying to make more money all around right which is weird it yeah. seems like the only point now is the humble store because that's yeah. the thing where you're 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 buying a specific game that you already wanted it's probably the same price as what you would want elsewhere and then you just get the benefit of like you chuck a few cents to charity like that's nice but the website is called Humble Bundle, so it's really weird <laughs> for not only the namesake of the website, but also the mission of the website to no longer uh, represent them. I don't know. It is such a weird choice. I don't know. Who, I mean, I do know probably someone in a suit who would think that this would be a, a positive uh, outcome that anyone would meet it with happiness. I don't know. It, it's just really weird and disappointing because, like Ruby said, humble was one of those like little bits of hope. Whenever people are like, gamers aren't all bad. There's all the money we we raise for cancer charities during games done quick, and there's humble. And now we yeah. only have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, because like, and and I feel like the the point. That, like the point of developers putting up their games for like really good prices was because it it it, it gave this impression that like they really care about charity because they're not doing it to profit off of this they're doing this knowing that by putting the games up there they're just kind of contributing towards like a bigger cause something that they care about so uh i remember just like being very excited a lot of the times to just like get a, a bunch of games for like super cheap, but also like cranking those sliders like super high towards like charity and like of course like a, a, a good chunk as well for the developers. But having that choice to say like, "Hey, this is why I'm purchasing this," and surely they have the data that shows that I'm sure they the data says like, and someone in a suit is probably like, "Oh, they're giving too much money away to charity. We're losing <laughs> money. We're in a pandemic, so we need to crank up the numbers that we make." Which I mean, I guess I understand in order for the website to even exist, I guess they have to, you know, cover some expenses and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just feels too excessive to just completely remove the choice entirely. I feel like if it was more than 15%, I feel like we could have lived with it. Like if it was like 50% or like 60 or something, I feel like it would have been like a lesser blow because we were like okay we can just like crank it all the way up to 60 and then we divide the rest you know towards like the storefront or whomever but this just feels like them being like we just want to make more money and it's not it's very anti humble <laughs> to do that because yeah. it's like then like what separates you from like steam or like because even steam has started doing stuff where they're like we're doing a little bundle or we're doing a sale and a part of it goes to charity like i've seen like a couple things that are like that so i'm like okay what's the point of using humble anymore then like hello <laughs> and also a lot of their stuff isn't drm free anyway like a lot of their stuff has slowly turned into just redeemable Steam keys anyway. So you might as well just get their like stuff on Steam anyway. Basically, yeah. It's it's all about crunching the numbers for like how little can we give the charity while still benefiting from everything about being a charity legally speaking. Sure. And uh, it just feels ugly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Bulba Fed is saying in chat like they they probably would have done it even lower 
if they didn't need it for it to be 15% for like tax purposes. Um, so yeah. You hate to see it. We, we truly, we truly do. In uh, in another questionable decision, I know our our, our special guest Lotus brought us a, a, a wonderful conversation as well to talk about. Yes, a lot of uh, questionable decisions being made on the part of Indies this month. Um, Activision, who is pretty well known for owning the Call of Duty and also all of Blizzard's franchises at this point since they acquired them, uh, tweeted Toys for Bob which is the development team behind the Spyro Reignited trilogy and some Crash Bandicoot stuff. Uh, Toys for Bob is proud to support development for Season 3 of Call of Duty Warzone and look forward to more to come. Let's go, dev squads. Uh, Nicholas Cole, a former developer at Toys for Bob, quote retreated with a sad face and a waving emoji <laughs> and then said, It's the end of an era, but I wish my former co-workers still with TFB all the best with what's ahead. Someone else said, I'm honestly just happy the team is still getting work at all. Life's really rough right now, and I'd rather they have something to work on than being let go because of some ridiculous reason. To which Cole said, same. Although everyone I interfaced with and worked along was let go, I'm very glad it's not a total shuddering. So there's this weird uh, ship of Theseus for an indie developer, Toys for Bob, where seemingly nobody who worked on the former franchises is there. It's only the same studio in name, and now they have been completely put to work on Call of Duty Warzone, along with how many developers is it working on Warzone now? It's like 10. Yeah, I saw like a thing on Kotaku where they basically said like, literally every Activision acquisition is literally working on something for Call of Duty. Yes. Like they're, it, they're, they're they focus everyone on it. All right, here we go. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, who are the original two, they would swap between Black Ops and Modern Warfare, normal. Sledgehammer, Raven, Beanox, High Moon, and Toys for Bob have all been put onto Call of Duty franchises, including Warzone, uh, which somewhat makes sense because Warzone is becoming extraordinarily copy or er, copy, extraordinarily popular, but. Still, it is a rough thing to see. We we all know that Activision is not a, a nice person, along with Electronic Arts, just kind of planet-eating, gobbling up all these small studios, but it's still really disheartening to see that they seemingly didn't even try to keep them working on something. It's rough. Yeah. And, and this is another thing where, like, when people purchase games from, like, double to triple A publishers they're like buy it to support the developers but this is literally a situation in which the people who actually worked on crash literally got let go shortly after the game is like optimized for ps5 so like they worked on it and they were like okay bye and that's actually like a very common thing where like develop yeah developers are like laid off like after a game is done because then they're like okay you've done your job bye and it's like hello (laughs) so it's 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 a weird decision like of course like of course we if we put on our like little capitalist goggles it makes sense call of duty makes a shit ton of money and so they want to focus their resources on that so that they can like keep annualizing it but also it's just it's disappointing because toys for bob was really 
like, again, like a little ray of sunshine where we were like, gamers felt like they were getting what they wanted. Like, oh, new Tony Hawk stuff. Oh, Crash. Oh, there's Spyro. And even like, after Crash 4 came out, people had the hopes that potentially there's a new Spyro coming out because of how successful... Yeah. (laughs) Because of how successful (laughs) it was. So now it's like, are they going to hire new people eventually to work on that? What's going on? What is happening? Are these franchises just going to be like in the vaults again because Activision owns them and doesn't is not going to allow anyone else to literally do anything with it? So it's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's just, it, it just seems such a, like, I get it. Like, yes, those games make a lot of money. And yes, I see it from the capitalism perspective of, like, we need to make money. I said, but the, but Warzone's going to make money. It was all it was always going to make money. Like, how many of your Call of Duty games have you released that have either been a reskin of a game that you already released or had tons of bugs and you fixed it along the way and people still bought it? It still made tons of money. And you could leave these developers working on something else that might not be your AAA title. Like, I just don't get why all every single developer you have underneath you needs to work on this game. Because that also never works, right? Because not all of these people design the same style of game. And so then it makes the game muddy anyways, so your AAA game is not going to work well. Like, Activision's run itself into a hole of making games that aren't good, and then they think, oh, we don't know what happened. It's like, this is what happened. You keep throwing everything but the kitchen sink at it, and not everyone can do that, and not everyone wants to do that. And, you know, which is why they let some of those people go, because they probably said, no, I don't want to work on Warzone. And they said, okay, bye. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and, like, another thing that I wanted to add on to it um, was that it's not like any of the games that Toys for Bob worked on were flops either. Like, Crash Trilogy did amazing. Spiral Trilogy did amazing. Tony Hawk, amazing. Crash 4 did amazing too. Like, none. it's not like they flopped. It's not like no one wanted those games or those franchises. So, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like, were they, like, just trying to be like, okay, let's make extra money gather up resources and then put all of those resources toward call of duty which to me just feels like as someone who does not engage with that part of gaming at all i'm just like why (laughs) why would you do that (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's a story we've seen a lot i think electronics art electronic arts is probably the most famous for doing it at this point at some point it seemed they were the only people receiving criticism for doing that where you have a studio that has a successful IP, you make them uh, create one or two sequels of, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. The thing is that, you know, oh gosh, who was it that said, I think it was EA actually, who was saying single player games aren't successful mm-hmm. or single player yeah. games don't make money. It's not that single player games don't make money. It's that they don't make unfathomable amounts of money that multiplayer games are capable of making. Yeah. It's like Koga said, like, I get it. But not Koga. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's totally okay. <laughs> like Jam said, like they um, make a lot of money, and I understand that. But if we are judging all of our entertainment on the bottom line, then I think that we've just like fundamentally kind of failed. 
Like, yeah. it's just not where I personally want to be. I don't even care if another Spyro or another Crash gets made. I just want new things to be made. Uh, I was thinking earlier, it's very weird that I'm sitting here now like, is Epic the good guy? (laughs) It's weird. Remember when the Epic store came out and we were all like, this is terrible. This is awful. What are they doing? And 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 we're like, wait. Yeah. They're the good guys. <laughs> They're changing and shifting the market. Wow. This is not good. But we can say the same thing about Microsoft. Everyone used to think Microsoft was the big baddie in in gaming because they were like, oh, we're going to do this and do that. And now they've shifted. And now you have Epic and Microsoft saying, yes, we'll give the developer more money. And yes, we're not going to just close smaller developers that we have because of because we want to make more money off of this game. Because they're like, well, we'll make money off of that game no matter what. So... It's very weird. We're in weird times. We are in the darkest timeline. We're in the darkest timeline, everyone. (laughs) Fear still lingers that once they become really popular, then they'll just snap and and switch right to that model, right? But at least for now, it's it's just a a strange position to be in where the creators of the most money-making game to ever exist with Fortnite are just became a benign publisher that will kind of just put out any indie game that they believe in. It's it's weird where we are, and uh, it is sad to see Activision be like that, because I was also a Call of Duty kid, so uh, it's just yeah. rough. And also, again, we're not sponsored by Epic at all, <laughs> but... but. They are. They they did put also yes. They also put uh, a very popular indie storefront itch.io a part of their apps, and the um, people are able to choose what percentage goes towards itch.io and all that stuff. And like, of course, we know how Steam works. We know how everything else works, and it's like. That's kind of iconic because, like, developers do get to choose, like, how much, you know, the the separation is between how much money they make versus the storefront and all that stuff with itch.io. So the idea of, like, Epic Games just, I think they're, I think at this point they're just trying to become their own storefront rather than, like, you know, they want to comp- they they don't want to complete they they don't want to compete against Steam. They want to compete against like Google Play and like the apple store and stuff like that which is kind of scary but at the same time they're like you know they're acquiring like like they're putting spotify up, up on their stuff they're putting iHeartRadio, they're putting all these things and it's like they're they're here to compete and i feel like they're i don't think they're going about it like the the in the most like terrible way <laughs> so it's truly like a weird timeline where we're in where it's like god what's going on here <laughs> yeah they want to be your home screen, which I think is extremely smart. Like, I use Itch all the time. And um, it's not, you don't use Itch through Epic. It's just that you can launch it as if it was a game. So I've found myself opening Epic a lot more just because I can go to Itch through there while also having it open. So I think it's really intelligent and really weird and kind of scary. <laughs> oh, no, I like them. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird being in the position where you're like, yeah, Epic is the good guy literally yeah because when fortnite came out they were like started to be considered the bad guy because everyone got upset about them because it was like oh this is like PUBG, and now they're the good guy and i and i don't i really i guess i accept it 
I'll take <laughs> I'll take the good guy. You know, the good guy point. we have. Uh huh. I'll yeah. take one. I'll try a new one. Right. Yeah, I'll try a new good guy. At this point. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh my god. And I meanwhile, I'm just over, over here, like I being like this the big the big Spyro and Crash fan that I am, just like sobbing because oh, like god. I was over here putting on my clown makeup. Hello, hi, hello. I am a clown. Thinking that because we got Crash for, we would also get a Spyro for, mm-hmm. and um, that's looking a lot less likely because of this. Yeah. Clown makeup, hype train conductor hat mm-hmm. have to be put away, unfortunately. Yeah, I got my I got my wig on and my, my makeup and everything. Your um, clown dress. I got my clown dress on tonight. <laughs> like something. Something about whenever these double A AA or triple A studios get shuttered, it makes all the indies really excited to make the game that they wanted to see. So I hope that we get like 15 different Spyro S games that are just all really fun and they're all gonna be like $15. So I'm like weirdly kind of kind of optimistic about it. Okay. What if? Concept. Like a Spyro esque game, but like you're a sugar glider or something, just like very cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> now hang on. Ooh. I didn't. I didn't come here to promote indie games. However, Ooh. I do know of a game that's currently in development called The Gecko Gods, where you play as a little gecko and you can walk on walls and you can kind of glide a little bit, as well as Ooh. another game. All reptilian, which is probably why I'm thinking of them in relation to Spyro. There's another game called Little Gator Game, um, which is in development. It looks so, uh, so a little cute. bit like Zelda-esque with a little hat. I do believe you have a glider like made out of your shirt or something. Oh, so, um, for the Spyro so fans adorable. out there, really keep an eye on Little Gator Game and the Gecko Gods. About it, let's do it. I I, I look through my non-existent magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It kind of reminds me of, like, when there was no hope for, like, Banjo-Kazooie and, like, all of a sudden there were, like, a few, like, Banjo-Kazooie-esque moments that that happened. Um, Yeah, Indies can always, like, bring something that's, like, either nostalgic or, like, they, they bring up something that, based on the things that they grew up with, but also, like, a little bit better because times are, you know, it's... Not it's not that it's easier to develop games now, but it's more accessible for people to get into like gaming. We or, know more. Yeah, and you know they already. It's probably ideas that they had while while they were growing up in the nineties, being like, "Ooh, this I like this game." But also, if one day I were to have the powers to make one myself, this is what I would have changed. And so that's why a lot of indies are like so incredible and like uh, adored by so many because like that's. Uh, they're true fans of gaming and they don't do it because they are going to profit a lot out of it. Like they're not expecting to blow up and become among us levels of popularity. Like they're doing it. Like they have a side hustle. They're like working on it on the side and they're just like doing their, their thing and they're trying their best and like opening up like Kickstarters and, and trying to like fulfill those and all that stuff. So uh, it's really exciting to see what could happen from here, but it, it is very unfortunate that, they were like coming off of the success of Crash Four, and then being like, "Okay, bye, Call of Duty time," <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just very not fun <laughs> to witness. Um, 
But speaking of uh, things that are fun, what are y'all have been having fun with these days? What have you been playing? Who do we want to start with? We can start with you. Then and go backwards. I'll start with you. We can start with you. You know, change it around. Change it around. (laughs) Um, What have I been doing lately? Um, I've been playing a lot of Hitman because it's so fun. Like just to. I've been getting slowly and slowly better at each level. So, like, I started out getting, like, one star for, like, the Hitman thing. And now I'm, like, I'm up to, like, three stars. So I'm pretty proud of myself. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I am playing the Resident Evil 2 remake. So that's fun. In anticipation for... In anticipation for Resident Evil Village. Because I'm ready for that because i am a huge resident evil fan um but yeah that's what i've been doing did you play the that's demos for village um i think the i don't think I, I did i think i missed the one for xbox unless it's this weekend no i think they i think they're they did playstation first okay the uh, xbox one is coming up then okay yeah. i, I plan to play it uh, because i know they did them at different dates which i didn't understand yeah <laughs> they did like for the past couple weeks they did like one demo for 30 minutes which was also weird i didn't lo- i didn't like how i had like only 30 minutes to play a demo and have to like yeah. zoom around the map and like get lost and not have enough time to complete the demo um but yeah i did play the second demo the castle demo and it was super super fun um and scary and spooky and i, I am definitely in the minority of people who is definitely not attracted to the vampire girlies um because they are just so scary they get all up in your face and i'm just like no don't do this to ruby. me <laughs> ruby it may also have something to do with the fact that you're a homosexual i just love that we came to that conclusion <laughs> midstream like people were like ruby you you, like, you also ruby, are gay so gay. maybe <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. Because honestly, Chris Redfield can crush me. Love that hasn't kept Ruby from lo- loving the Mortal Kombat girlies and Lara Croft, though. So I do. Th- I I don't yeah. like her either. I get my lesbian card taken away, but I'm not well, a fan either. It's. I, I oh, think. Yeah. I don't know if it's the animation on the faces or something. There's just like something the like inherently like creepy about them that I just, I have zero, like, attraction for. I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> and and maybe... I'm very heterosexual. So I'm not... I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not really here. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I've never been, like, a vampire girly. Like, Twilight never did anything for me. Like, you know, just, like, stuff like that. I mean, Vampire Diaries kind of did that. But, you know, um, the male counterparts... And the female counterparts of that cast, actually. So, you know, I think the gay theory is out the window. Because with Vampire Diaries, I was like, you know what? The girlies, they're they are doing something. They're they are doing their thing. Um, but no, I, I, I just don't have a vampire kink. That's all. Uh, <laughs> no, I did play the demo. It was super fun. Uh, another thing that I've been playing and having a blast with is First Class Trouble. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. this... <laughs> broken it's still in early access so you know but it's like chaotic glitchy basically like among us set in like the 50s in the 50s aesthetic um 
and you get like to dress up and you get to unlock like different like costumes and like styles and stuff like that and it's essentially like the idea that you have to like you're it seems like you're kind of like in a in a ship kind of thing and you have to like evacuate and um basically like oxygen is running out you also have to get key cards to move to different levels and get on this on this elevator to then like activate this computer thingy but the um, the plot twist is that there's two personoids, two people that look exactly like humans do, but they're like androids. And the interesting thing about it is like everyone can kill everyone at any point. And you can just like throw someone in a pool or throw someone into a fire, throw champagne bottles at them. And you can do it either because you suspect someone or because you're being chaotic. And so there's just like, there's tasks, there's, you know, uh, you can sabotage, but also you can blend in and like actually help people out and be like, no, I did the task. That couldn't possibly be me. So it's just super, super fun. I, I've I've had a blast with it every single time I've played with friends and stuff like that. It just gets very chaotic and very messy, but it's so much, so much fun. I absolutely recommend it. Um, and I feel like that's all I've been playing. I've I've been like I'm on my way to finishing seven Final Fantasy seven remake, which has been really fun. But like other than that, um, yeah, I've I've first class trouble has been consuming me <laughs> for in the best way possible. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Spin? Well, so <laughs> I know it's not surprising that I've been playing Animal Crossing, but it might be surprising exactly what I'm doing because like throughout the entirety of winter, I kind of abandoned my off stream Island. Cause like my on stream Island, I time travel, but my off stream one, I don't. Hmm. And I was like, I get seasonal depression. I don't want to see my Island in winter. Valid. If I, if I don't interact with my Island all throughout winter, maybe no seasonal depression <laughs> didn't work. But <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> but <laughs> I got I got to like look at my off stream island kind of with fresh eyes and I decided I hated everything so I'm redoing well. the whole thing <laughs> oh, no. oh my god every time I open my island it's terrible terrible right. yeah so <laughs> so I'm moving all kinds of stuff around I'm moving around everybody's houses just a whole upheaval uh, giving it a, a, just a whole fresh start. And that's been kind of consuming me this entire week. And also remembering how iconic all of my outfits were. Because, like, I did have the... <laughs> I have, like, the full, like, mermaid outfit. Yes. I have, like, the, like, a shell wand that's really cute. I have, like, it. a whole, like, a bride outfit and a groom outfit. Because, you know, <laughs> androgyny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting married? Me. Who am I getting married to? Also me. <laughs> so, I yeah, that's, that. been, that's been what I've been up to, and it's been pretty iconic, in my opinion. Pretty legendary, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, Lotus, I'm excited to see what you've been up to, like what you've been enjoying. I've been playing probably too many things recently. Probably the, the biggest one is Temtem. Um, which a lot of people know is like the Pokemon clone uh, that is out. But it recently, it's still in early access, but it recently had a few like pretty big updates. And I kind of forgot how much I like it. I jokingly Ooh. refer to myself as like a Pokemon hater because uh, I was pretty critical of Sword and Shield when it came out. But I've loved Pokemon my whole life. So that's why I was critical. 
And uh, Tumtum is just really enjoyable. It has a lot of quality of life. It is a lot harder, which is probably the only thing I dislike. But, you know, it's whatever. I'm an adult. I'll be fine. Tumtum <laughs> um, uh, is really, really fun. I think people should try it. Yes. Interested to see what people say about because I remember when it first released, it was just like I felt like it was such a slog because of how difficult it was, right. and so it made it really hard to get into and really enjoy it. Though the art style was great, and then the 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 Tim Tim were super cute, like they're so <laughs> cute. It's like oh, this is adorable, and I really really liked it. But I felt like it was just so hard to because of the difficulty. Like you're trying yeah. to learn this new game, and it was just like. Why is it hard already? Mm. Right. Well, that's the weird thing, too, is I think a lot of why it's hard is because I've played so much Pokemon. Yeah. Going straight from Sword and Shield, which is arguably the easiest Pokemon game to date, and going straight to Temtem, I mean, not even, I think, two months after I had finished it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And obviously, they have a different type system. And I I feel a little bad for Temtem because the type system makes perfect sense, but... I have been playing Pokemon since I left the womb, and right. I cannot remember what anything means. <laughs> so it, it just adds a layer of difficulty. But they have a lot of cool stuff. I think it's nice that um, you have character customization. You can use they, them pronouns, which I think is really cool. Um, it's just a nice, nice old game. So that's one of the things I've been playing. I haven't finished all the early access content yet. I still have an island to go. Um, but yeah, I've really been enjoying myself. I do think that people, like, I've never played Temtem. I've seen people play it. And I do think that the game suffered from gamers expecting an indie early access game to have the same level of polish that a full-released AAA Pokemon game would have day one. Because if Pokemon was a game that released, like, early access, it would have been broken. People saw, like, basically alpha footage of Legends and they were like, ooh, what is that shit show? (laughs) Like, that looks very (laughs) framey and it looks kind of broken. That's Temtem. Like, that's literally Temtem. Like, allow it to, like, when you see early access on Steam or whatever storefront you get from... You have to buffer your expectations. Yeah. Temtem is $35 and was made and is still being worked on by 28 people. Please calm down. Yeah, I feel like that was the thing. It's like, oh, it's like it's like a Pokemon clone, but it's not even that good. It's not even as good as Pokemon. And it's like broken and it's all of this. And it's like, they're trying so hard. And it's like, they're an indie made like competitor to Pokemon, which Pokemon needs because Pokemon has been kind of stagnating. Um, and it's competition is good for everyone. That's why I'm also excited for like the competitor that's coming out for Sims because also the Sims has been kind of stagnating. So they need like, you know, the indies are like coming out being like, oh, we want to play against the girls. We want to we want to show the girls what what they want. Um, I know <laughs> I had a little moment, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I've never played it. I think I might wait until it's like out of early access because I actually want to, you know, get it and and get the 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 vision that they want for us to have as like the end product and not judge it based on what could be or whatever. But I just think that people need to like calm down and adjust their expectations because I feel like that game gets unfairly talked about and yeah yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been it's been a lovely episode. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Yes. We appreciate y'all, and thanks so much, Lotus, for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Tell the people again where they can find you, what you're working on. Oh, I am Lotus Loves Lotus on uh, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. I stream uh, four days a week. I usually do variety. Right now, oh, what am I playing right now? <laughs> I'm playing like Mutazion, Temtem, Thief Gold, and a little bit of Fortnite here and there at the moment. Um, but yeah, check me out. Working on some more video essay type stuff, but I'm going to keep it secret because if I say it, then I won't finish it. <laughs> Valid. That's a oh mood. Uh, that a is mood. a whole mood. Because, <laughs> like, I, I actually had to look it up. I was like, what the fuck is up with this? And apparently there's a thing in your brain of, like, when you announce that you're working on something, your brain writes it off as it's already done. Like, oh, I already did enough. And so mm-hmm. you, you're not motivated to finish it. So I I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Me with literally every soap launch ever. I announce it. And then, like, two days before, I'm just like, oh, God, I have to do everything for it. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Oh, also, it's May 1st. Happy birthday, SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, well, SpongeBob. The anniversary of the pilot. Well. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I guess that that thing oh. deserves oh. a celebration Whoa, on this day. Not this. <laughs> Ruby's a resident SpongeBob hater. SpongeBob slander. <laughs> oh, I guess it's also, you know, okay, I'm celebrating Squidward. You know what? Okay, I'll take it. I'll, I'll celebrate it Squidward. Valid. It's not a birthday show, so we'll we'll take what we can get for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll celebrate Squidward. It's okay. I just realized okay. Squidward is okay. also there and is also an icon. So not there you go. this. <laughs> not this. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah uh, GM, do you wanna go ahead and uh, tell yes. us about yourself? Um, you can find me on uh, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at jam underscore 5899. Um, I will be back streaming on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. officially. Yes! Um, because <laughs> the semester ended yesterday, so I have a tiny bit more free time. Yes! <laughs> no homework in the evenings, guys. Um, yeah, so that's what that's what I'm doing. We'll be playing Cuphead per usual. Um I will be attempting to contain all of the rage that that game fills me with that I don't express on stream, but I, you know, it might come out. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know how you do it, and you're so composed with it. That game, I would... I'm not a rage girly, but I would have been like... I would have done a boss, like, a couple times and been like, you know what? Animal Crossing sounds really good right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually what I do. I play, and I think that's why I get through it. I literally, I keep playing, and I'm like, oh, I'll play Animal Crossing for a bit, and then I switch to Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's self-care right there. (laughs) Right. That's what I mean. (laughs) What about you, Ruby? Where can we find you? What are you doing? Um, Very exciting things. I am, uh, you can find me at Project Ruby on most places. Some places, the Project Ruby, those places being Instagram and TikTok talk which i don't post on very often because uh, i don't have the energy uh <laughs> but um teehee i'm a variety clown on on twitch i've been uh doing um final fantasy 7 remake i think i'm gonna try to like finish that before i get into more drama but every once in a while i get a couple codes here and there for like uh stuff and i just do my first impressions on those um 
Later today slash early tomorrow, I'm releasing a review of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which, you know, another Nickelodeon show, which has a main character that I'm not the biggest fan of. But more on that uh, in the review, which will be available on my Patreon and Ko-Fi at Project Ruby. Very excited for that. I may or may not have filmed it right before we did this podcast, so teehee. Um... There's that. And I also, my birthday is coming up, May 5th. Uh, and I'm doing a special little episode of my uh, podcast where uh, I'm going to have like eight people total, me included. And it's going to be chaos. It's going to be shenanigans. And I just remembered I need it. to make a flyer for it. Teehee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just clowning. <laughs> love that but yeah stay tuned all of the shenanigans at project ruby project ruby.eu if you need a hub for everything what about you spin well i'm doing a lot this month i'm doing so much this month (laughs) oh is he you can find me on all the places at spin blend i'm on twitch twitter tiktok they're all at spin blend um oh god what first all right, so May 6th. <laughs> May 6th, I am releasing... I actually have it on my desk. Yeah, My new uh, Extra Wet Body Butter, my first non-soap product in my Instant Soap Cafe, my store. Uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, made a, I made a whipped moisturizer for the store, and that's going to be coming out on May 6th. There's also a bundle deal, details on my Twitter. Um, May 14th, I will occasionally be a vtuber uh which is huge Uh, (laughs) i um i had this idea to be like oh wouldn't it be funny like if i ever did drag my name would be lynn blend and then i was like but what if and then i created lynn blend and (laughs) she's she's a vtuber so (laughs) i love that so much i'm so excited uh, is Lynn's debut. We'll be playing the um, first of the Famicom Detective Club games for Switch. We're going to be doing like lots of like mysteries and visual novels and stuff. So I'm super, super excited for that. And then later this month, I'm going to be involved in like some charity fundraising. I'll get more details to y'all as as I have it, but <laughs> that's Fun. what we have so far. I'm here being iconic. May's going to be busy. Yeah, that's exciting. I also forgot to mention my stream anniversary is coming up as well, May 9th. More details on that because I haven't planned anything yet. But um, yay! <laughs> Just clowntings, busy, everyone. Busy, busy, busy. Just clowntings. But yeah, thank you everyone so, so, so much for watching and listening. We really appreciate y'all so, so, so much. We are going to be back next week uh, with another special guest. Uh, so super, super, super excited for that. Stay tuned. We love you. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.